Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, April 21st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are discussing a passage in Luke, but before we get to that, let us begin with a prayer. Our prayer today is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and I think it is a great one for this lovely day. So let's pray. For flowers that bloom about our feet, for tender grass so fresh, so sweet, for the song of bird and hum of bee, for all things fair we hear or see. Father in heaven, we thank thee. For each new morning with its light, for rest and shelter of the night, for health and food, for love and friends, for everything thy goodness sends. Father in heaven, we thank thee. Amen. Amen. That was delightful. Our scripture is from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 23, verses 33 through 34a and 46. Listen for a word from God. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. Then Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Brett, this passage we have actually talked about recently because it's part of the uh, series on Jesus' last words on the cross. But these are, for uh, Luke's gospel anyway, the literal last words. Mm -hmm. So why are they significant? Why these words? And who is Jesus speaking of when he asks for forgiveness? Yeah, so I mean, they're significant because they are uh, the last thing Jesus imparts to us in his earthly ministry. Um, Obviously, we have the post-resurrection scenes, which we discussed one uh, last week. But this is... uh, you know, this is the apex and the uh, critical, worst, most painful part, and this is what he imparts to to us. So, uh, I think that's why it's significant. Um, and who he's asking for forgiveness for is um, is he is living out the praying for your enemies at this mm-hmm. point um, for those who have uh, betrayed him, who have turned against him, who have uh, unjustly killed him, who have un lawfully put him in the position that he is in uh he is asking for forgiveness uh for those who who have given him pain um and you know we we talked about this a few weeks ago during lent but we've we've paired this because of the words that that match stevens um that we read uh on monday where steven says almost the uh exact same thing um and if uh, our readers didn't know that most, just about every scholar thinks that the writer of Luke also wrote Acts. It is it is one book, uh, really. Um, and so the so Stephen um, is emulating through the power of Christ 
what it looks like to pray for one's enemies, to forgive them, to demonstrate uh, grace in really the most intense way, most intense uh, point of life it could be. You know what else strikes me about this is that Jesus's last act is to acknowledge even in this difficult moment that he wants to be bound to God. Hmm. Um, that Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. You know, at the end of every funeral, we commend that person to God. Mm-hmm. We have a commendation right before the very end. And I love the idea of, now I believe God has control over all things, but to have your last choice be, I give my spirit I hand it over. I think that's pretty lovely too, and says a lot about, um, you know, who Jesus is and how he views himself. And it's really only, <laughs> at least for me, uh, it's only when I'm able to commend my spirit to God that grace can show up in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really only when, well, it's I'm, a surrendering of control. It's isn't a it? surrendering of control. Absolutely. Um, that that uh, when we talked about um, the gnats that, that we have trouble with, the, the little mm-hmm. annoyances of life, the, um, the Larry David, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like little irksome minutia mm-hmm. of life that really test our grace and forgiveness, um, that it's, it's, only, it's only in an awareness of the grace of God that that can be then lived out in one's life, I think. Yes. I think for me in those small getting annoyed moments, it's because I don't think God is there in some way. Hmm. Like that God isn't concerned with that and that somehow if I don't correct it, you know, the world will fall off its (laughs) axis or whatever. It really, you know, God is with Jesus on the cross and he was with Jesus every morning that he went off by himself to pray. Mm-hmm. There is no place where I can go that God is not there. Um, so I really kind of like to think about that in, in terms of the big moments and the little. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think sometimes, you know, we can read scripture like this one or the one we read on Monday and we'll read again on Friday. Uh, and, you know... We're like, well, those are heroes of the Bible yeah. in the most intense moments. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we talked about. It it takes um, it takes a work. Um, it takes a practice with the little things if you're going to be able to get to those big moments and, yeah. and respond. Um, it takes a daily struggle with what does grace and mercy look like in my relationships to get to the point where you can uh, forgive someone who has, you know, uh, atrociously wrong deal. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I was thinking of all those places in the Bible where the disciples are like, where they, they get annoyed by something small, like, oh, these kids shouldn't be coming to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Get them out of here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and over and over again, Jesus wants to be a part of, of everything. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, I, we were, I was reading Exodus this morning, um, and I hadn't realized it before, but, you know, when Moses comes to God and he doesn't, want to go to Pharaoh because he uh, can't speak. He can't speak well, which interesting enough, a couple of our people who are reading it had like really literal translations 
And apparently the like very literal the idiom is uncircumcised lips, which just oh. sounded terrible. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, actually, it's the circumcised lips that sound terrible. <laughs> that is a great point. Like, you should be thanking God for those uncircumcised yeah. lips, but. Uh, but he says that to God three times. Um, he continually comes back to God with, I can't do this. And on the third, and, and God reassures Moses each every time. time, each time. But the third one says, uh, go and my hand will be upon you. So even when we bring the consistent things we're failing at, the consistent, you know, the, God, I just swear, swore at that person for the fifth time in traffic. Um, that when we choose to bring that to God, that that is when we feel the hand of God upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, that that when we bring our consistent failures to God, that that's when we feel the hand of God upon us. That's awesome. Our quote today is from Paul Lewis Boyce, who says, Forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will come back on Friday. But now may you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.